Welcome in to another edition of Divorce Force Podcast. My name is Adam, and I'm very excited to introduce next guest. She interned for Ripken Baseball in Myrtle Beach in the summer of 2021, and now is the Director of Baseball Operations for the University of Charleston in West Virginia. Please welcome Brianna Miller, everybody. Woo, woo, ha, ha. Hey guys, thank you. Yes, yes. Welcome on the show. And uh, I know we're going to definitely get into uh, your time at Ripken and interning there. Uh, but I like to start off, you know, all my podcasts where, you know, where did sports begin for you, whether it was growing up, going to sporting events or just being an athlete yourself? Where did it all begin for yourself? Yeah, so. Um kind of outside of baseball. I played field hockey and I swam. So that's where the sports aspect came in for me. But um, the baseball specific part came from, I guess, kind of just, I grew up around it. My older brother played. We went to sporting events. Um, and I kind of just fell into the, the job of baseball. Uh, in high school, I watched like my friends play. And then uh, in college, I worked um, at Eastern Mennonite University in Virginia with the baseball team while I was a collegiate athlete myself in field hockey and then kind of just you know different internships and such from there and then I'm now at Charleston. Yeah for sure and talk about you know your time as an athlete and some of you talked about being a swimmer and field hockey and all those different sports and you know, what are some of the early lessons that you learned being an athlete that I've carried over into the professional side of sports? Um, I think, honestly, at least for me, the organizational side of everything has really kind of stuck with me throughout each different, you know, job position or being a collegiate athlete and really just kind of like trying to stay organized and up to date with everything that you're doing, whether it's academics, your athletic schedule, you know, other things. So probably that, but um, kind of just – the resources that I've been around and been able to like learn about has been the most helpful. Um, who I've met, the places I've been, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure. And talk about your time at Ripken Baseball. Obviously, you interned there in 2021 down in Myrtle Beach. Uh, talk about that experience. What was it like? I got to intern in 2017 at their Aberdeen Complex. But just talk about that experience and what you learned and what you got out of that internship. Yeah, so that that's actually so funny to me that you were at the Aberdeen Complex. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I think that was one of my favorite internships thus far. Uh, just really being down in Myrtle Beach 1 was awesome. I mean, the atmosphere was electric. The, the people were great and everything. But um, I think just kind of having that opportunity to 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 be the operations side to you know work with tournament schedules and learn like how they have such a successful organization um was 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 great to learn yeah for sure it's funny i'm actually going down to Myrtle beach this summer so i'm hoping i can get a tour or something of the of the Myrtle Beach complex uh, that would be really cool because I've never been to Myrtle Beach so I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, no, it was, it's an amazing complex. They have a bunch of different fields, you know, it's a well-running organization, a well-ran organization that um, obviously, you know, they know what they're doing down there. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, talk about the operation side of things. Obviously, you know, whether it's a tournament, a clinic, a camp, you know, talk about the intricacies of that. And obviously, you know, when people go, they either check in, they're coming for a tournament. It's like, it's a well-run you know, you're there at the event and everything is going well, but there's a lot of back end stuff that goes into it. So talk about that kind of thing and what you enjoy most about the back end behind the scenes stuff of operations. Well, it was it was really cool because the uh, the Myrtle Beach complex the year I was there. So last summer um, was their biggest season yet. And I think that, you know, says a lot about the organization because they look at that as, you know, a really good opportunity to grow the program to you know have a a really well organized facility and that had a lot to do with how they ran it so to anything from the tournament schedules to making sure every team had all their stuff prior to coming to the complex making sure you know the rain conditions and weather conditions like did it play a part um and really just making sure that they had the time uh you know the experience that they they deserved when they were there. Of course. And, you know, being on the operations side, there's a lot of communication that has to be done. So what are some key skills that you have to have uh, when it comes to the operations, particularly in the sports world? I would have to say the, the key to communication or good communication is probably the best because I was probably one of about 20 interns uh, that we all, you know, came from different places. We all, uh, some, some of them were prior, had prior knowledge of Ripken or had worked with Ripken, but most of us had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. <laughs> Not in a bad way, but um, I think that, you know, just making sure that everyone was on the same page every day. When you got in, you know, this is what you did. There was kind of a layout and a schedule and, there had to be a lot of communication between the games with umpires, with coaches, with players, with guests, you know, all the above. So it would, uh, it had to do a lot with good communication. Of course. And how do you utilize that, those communication skills now uh, being with, you know, being at a university in college athletics no, at your role in university at Charleston? I think mainly um, there. I'm about one of 10 staff members in the baseball program at Charleston. And that obviously, you know, takes a lot of communication, but I think also just really utilizing your resources, like the athletic director is great. The sports information person is great. Our athletic trainer is great. And all of those people play a part in our organization and ensuring that it's a successful operation. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, talk about, you know, how that, did you see, you know, when you were in college and doing internship, internship with Ripken, how did you land in the college athletic space? Was that something you thought you might be doing or how did that opportunity come about? It's actually crazy how all that stuff works out <laughs> when you really think about it. Um, so I actually was a student manager at a division three in Harrisonburg, Virginia, EMU. And so I was at EMU and 
did my four years in undergrad, graduated, and was working with the baseball team as, you know, student manager, just helping helping the coaches where I could, running their social media, just kind of being an asset to anyone, you know, that needed it, um, helping with travel and equipment, or, you know, whatever, wherever they needed me. And then I don't know how I got the – how I, I must have just been looking for baseball positions. I didn't really know – exactly what I wanted to do but I knew I wanted to stay in sports kind of marketing operations type stuff so that's where the Ripken experience in Myrtle Beach had a baseball operations tournament official position and that's where I went and then from there I got the Charleston job as a director of baseball operations. Yeah and that's pretty huge I mean coming from like an internship to a college athletic full-time role. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty phenomenal. Yeah. I really appreciate that. I mean, obviously, you know, <laughs> it's a lot to do with the coaches and my parents and family and, you know, just everyone in my life just being super supportive uh, because women in baseball is not a very common thing. I mean, obviously it's getting more popular, but uh, it's still kind of a struggle here and there and to really have, a good support system you know I I really appreciate everything they've done and can't you know not credit them to be where I'm at today yeah I love that and it, I know with being the director of baseball operations it entails a lot but just talk about your typical day-to-day or week-to-week whether you're in season or whether it's your off-season typical uh even though we know there's really no off-season in the sports industry yeah, so at Charleston, it, it, it's great. Um, the atmosphere and, you know, the culture that the team has and that uh, the head coach, Robbie Britt, has created is, is really something that I love being a part of. Um, we have staff meetings every day, and that just kind of gets everyone on the same page of, you know, what needs to get done, what, what our goals and ambitions are. Um, it just kind of opens the floor to communication. And I think that's awesome uh, and important for each of the staff members to, you know, utilize and do throughout the days. Um, And then, you know, we kind of go over the training plan of what, you know, what practice is going to look like and what everyone's role is going to be. And then we kind of go over, you know, what, what each person needs and how each person can help one another throughout the day. Yeah, exactly. And and talk about, you know, what does it look like from, you know, in season when you guys, you know, have games constantly versus the off season where, you know, do you guys prepare like a training packet for the players to make sure they're staying, you know, taking care of themselves and all that kind of good stuff? Yeah. So a lot of our guys actually um, have, you know, play during the summer. So they, they, compete in some sort of summer ball program league, you know, travel to go play baseball somewhere for the summer months. So I think that's awesome. But we kind of open the floor for them. You know, what do they need? How can they train? What environment do they want to be in? And we kind of help them get to where they need to be for the fall. Yeah, that's awesome. And talk about, you know, the academic piece and, you know, whether it's a D1 school, D2, D3, you know, how important is that for, you know, college athletes to not only be, you know, very prepared to be on the field, but the academic side as well? 
I think the academic side is huge, you know, because at the end of the day, yes, they are student athletes, but student definitely is before athlete. Um, and at Charleston, it's great just because I was able to help with the academic um, the academic piece of everything. So kind of just meeting with the guys, making sure that they were they're sitting okay in their classes or understanding the material that was being presented. Um, I think uh, an interesting part for me was I was a collegiate athlete, so I do understand how <laughs> difficult, you know, some classes or courses or professors or, you know, course load, you know, whatever the case <laughs> may be, like I – I was in their shoes at one point. So I think that really helped just kind of, all right, let's prioritize what, what is due, what you need to do. How can I help? How can I be an asset for, for the players, you know? Um, but honestly, the guys, they knew, they, they understood. Um, and they obviously wanted to play baseball. So they were going to do what they had to do. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you touch on that aspect of being, a college athlete, and I want to touch on that because that's so important, especially in today's sports industry. You know, how important is that to, I mean, whether it's rec or college athletics, how important is it for people to continue to play sports in today's, you know, with technology and all this craziness that's going on, uh, how important is it to stay active and play sports because of the lessons that it teaches you and the benefits of, you know, sports as a whole? Oh, I think it's so important. I, I, I can just look at different lessons that I've learned from field hockey and be able to relate it to so many different aspects in my life. Um, now, now, granted, you, you learn a lot of lessons outside of sports too, but the chemistry of, you know, teammates and coaches and professionalism and uh, time management, organization, all that kind of plays a part in some aspect of, a, of an athlete's life. So those are all lessons that I have learned and continue to learn. And in field hockey, I was, I was someone that got injured quite a bit. So trying, you know, to, to come back, uh, from injuries and be stronger and not let, you know, the emotional side get to me. I think those are all valuable lessons that athletes have to have to learn. Yeah, for sure. And you talk about, you know, being competitive and having that drive. Uh, was there any any moment where you thought, man, this is this is really difficult? Or what are some of those most challenging moments that you had that you were able to push through and get through? Um, I think as an athlete, obviously, you know, the injuries were, were probably the biggest obstacles for me. And as a as someone in sports, you know, working in it, I think at some times it is a grind. And a lot of times that, that time that is put into things um, go unnoticed, not in a bad way. But mm -hmm. I, I mean, I didn't realize how much went into – a successful team or a well-ran organization or, you know, I never appreciated how much my coaches did until I was the coach or I was a part of the coaching staff that really you're in there. You're the first one in, you're the last one out, you know? So I think that kind of all was a lesson that I learned. Of course, of course. And you mentioned, you know, sports is definitely not a, a nine to five job. And you mentioned the, the grind that it can be, you know, for those who are interested in the sports industry and, or even who are interns now, 
what is some advice that you would give those individuals who, you know, may be feeling that or maybe like, oh, well, should I continue or advice for those young professionals who are looking to stay or thinking about staying in the sports industry? My advice is is to continue um, to push through. Anything worth having is not is not easy. So, um, from someone who has you know struggled here and there, which is kind of my own mentality, um, it's only gotten stronger as I've been in this profession and in the sports field. Um, so I would just keep going because at the end of the day, the the players' success and seeing the players' faces and getting to coach them and be alongside of them in the journey um, is, is unforgettable. Yeah, for sure. I love that. And who have been some of your mentors through this process, whether it was prior internships like Rick or even now in your current role, uh, who have been some of the most instrumental mentors uh, for your success? Um, Obviously, you know, my parents have, have really just been there and, never really let me quit. Um, mm-hmm. So those are my two, my mom and dad are the, the biggest supporters. Um, in high school, I, there are some some baseball moms that I kind of, you know, became close with and they were my, my friend's moms and they never let me, uh, they never let me forget how much I loved baseball. Um, and they really taught me a lot of, you know, yep, th- these are the game schedules. These, you know, this is what is goes on outside of, the actual team aspect, you know, I helped in concessions. I helped with some, you know, just different things that people don't really think of. Um, so there's probably three or four, four moms that I'm still grateful for uh, from high school. And then in college, obviously, Adam Posey from EMU, he was a huge mentor to me. Uh, Eli Sumter, he was the graduate assistant when I was a student manager and he was also a collegiate athlete. Uh, he played baseball and basketball at a different Division III. Um, and he, you know, his mentality and his, you know, just way of life was something that I had never been around and never seen. He was so positive. And uh, I think he helped me a lot. Just, you know, really recognize that I do love doing what I what I did at EMU, uh, being the student manager. Um, and then obviously, you know, transitioning from college to just different internships, uh, Mike Darnell, uh, he is one of the workers at Ripken. Uh, Matt, he's the general manager in Myrtle Beach, and they were just awesome. They, you know, they allowed me to hit the ground running in Myrtle Beach and really taught me, you know, the operation side of things and what works there and how I can be the best I, the best of the best. You know, uh, the Myrtle Beach is such a huge complex for Ripken and. They have such a great organization that I loved being a part of. Um, I was even given the opportunity to go down to the Orlando location and help out down there for a few weeks. So that was awesome to just kind of be able to grow my wings in that aspect. Um, Going to Charleston, Robbie Britt was awesome. He he kind of took a chance on me. I I had no intentions of staying in baseball. I really didn't know what (laughs) I wanted to do. And he, you know, convinced me to go to Charleston and uh, really – really just believed in me. And, and that's something I'll never forget. Um, Anthony Zona and Pablo Cabrera, they're assistant coaches at Charleston. And, you know, they also, they were just my best friends throughout the whole process. Um, I was able to learn a lot from them and with them at the same time, you know, we were kind of all learning together. And that was really cool um, to just kind of be a part of and really just 
be at Charleston together was awesome. Yeah, it's huge. You talk about that trust. Um, how, I mean, even no matter if you're intern or even in your first full-time role, what is something that you did well to build that trust with those leadership, you know, with those people in leadership positions to say, Hey, you know, I can do X, Y, Z. And if you ask me to do more, I'll do it. What was that process like for you? And how were you able to establish that trust with those individuals? I think I just have a very high care level about whatever I do and whatever everyone else does. I want uh, I want everyone or the organization as a whole to be successful. So if that means that I need to do whatever I need to do at whatever time, like I'm going to do it. And uh, that was kind of, that's the mentality at Charleston. Um, it, it's just great to really to really kind of utilize one another as a resource and, you know, kind of a hype man if, if you do and uh, just really have a great season. I mean, we went, we won the conference, we uh, went to regionals and it was awesome that we were able to all do it together. But I think one thing for me was, I was like, all right, coaches, like, what do you need from me? How can I help? You know, what's the game plan? And uh, that was that was something really special. Yeah, that's huge, and I love that. Always ask for more. I mean, the more that you can ask for or the more that you can make your manager or even, you know, somebody else's job easier around you, it makes all the difference, right? Yes. <laughs> I, I love that. And, you know, talk about, you know, being in the sports industry as a young professional, a female in sports, uh, you know, we talked about having mentors and all that, but talk about, you know, what can we do as an industry to continue to grow the path, not for just males, but females as well to, hey, it's it's a growing industry and we are here for everybody. So what do you think the future holds for female in the sports industry? I think it is just very encouraging. Um, I mean, I look up to the uh, females in, you know, obviously the professional level, but I see a lot of females and I've met a lot of females that are in the industry and they are just so inspiring. So I think there's a lot of encouragement and a lot of just the doors are opening. Where, uh, females are entering the world of baseball, which is so cool to me. Yeah, for sure. I actually interviewed Emily Jansen uh, on my podcast, and yeah, she was great. She was phenomenal. Uh, she was the first GM hired in minor league baseball, and she was great. She was, I mean, she's phenomenal, and she was uh, with the Vino Aces, and yeah, I mean, it's great. Um, she has a podcast which leadership is female if you haven't checked it out. But, yeah, it's it's great to have, you know, both male and females in the industry. And in order for, you know, the women to have leadership positions, like you said, you build that trust and you can do the job, have X, Y, Z, and it all connects and you build that trust, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. And, and I think the, the female athlete, Everything is, is really cool because I know that I could contact any of them and, you know, they'll help me in any way they can, which um, 
which is awesome. Yeah, for sure. And talk about, you know, with being that there's no off season in baseball, uh, talk about what you're doing now while it's summertime and talk about what you're taking on uh, this summer. Yeah, so I just went down. I just moved from West. Um, I moved from the University of Charleston to Holly Springs, North Carolina, and I am working with Spring Salamanders in the Coastal Plains League in the summer in their marketing department. Um, just helping out, you know, in in different ways and learning how how a summer collegiate team in the CP, which is which has been really fun so far. Yes, and that's huge uh, because we talked off air about having a chance to go down to Savannah, Georgia and see the collegiate Savannah Bananas operation and how that is, how that all interconnects and uh, talk about that experience and being excited to go uh, see how that all operates down in Savannah. Yeah, so I mean, I've seen it online. I've seen it on TikTok. <laughs> they they've gone viral in in a lot of different ways. So, um, I just how how they do it and and what the atmosphere that they provide. I want to experience it firsthand. So that'll be in July, which um, I'm really looking forward to. to just kind of you know take some notes from them. Uh, really just watch baseball. Um, CPL is 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 great um, when it when just looking at baseball specifically, but then you can, you can look at outside part of baseball and the entertainment part of it. And, and it's great too. So I'm really, I'm excited. For sure. And for, you know, you're doing this role this summer and getting a chance to learn, talk about the passion for always learning and not being content, no matter where your career takes you, you want to be, that continuous learner and how you hone that in regardless of what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. So uh, some assistant coaches that I with, but um, this kind of reminds me a lot of the assistant coach. Um, he was the offensive coordinator at Charleston. Uh, Pablo Cabrera always to always be curious about whatever <laughs> uh, you can never learn too much. And that's something that's really stuck uh, one through working, being, you know, friends with one another. Um, So I just have always, I've always wanted to know how something is ran so smoothly and so successfully. So I've always incorporated that into my role in baseball. Um, And then the curiosity part, I kind of learned from Pablo. So um, that I think is to always remain curious. Yeah, I love that. Always remain curious is huge. Uh, now, with, you know, baseball ever changing and growing and, you know, with the professional side, uh, having a, you know, a little bit, you know, baseball always has challenging aspects when it comes to the professional side and having more fans engaged. Uh, how do you think the professional side of baseball can improve its fan engagement on the MLB side of things? You know, I think baseball will always be baseball. Um, you know, I think it, it is the sport itself is beautiful. But um, I think the fan engagement part, um, I think the MLB should continue to utilize social media. Um, it is an ever-growing industry itself. So just really showing the people how 
the team is, who the team is, what they do, how they play, what their stats are. I think all that is huge to utilize uh, social media for and to really portray your organization at a high level. Yeah, I love that. And talk about, you know, the University of Charleston. I got to know, what. tell me about the lawn aspect, the lawn. What is the lawn and how amazing is that view? <laughs> um, it is It is great. Um, so the University of Charleston is in West Virginia, and we actually have the Welch Athletic Complex. Um, so that is a, an all-turf facility, and um, we share our field with soccer and lacrosse, but it kind of creates an atmosphere that you really want to watch. You want to watch some baseball in our in our complex. So it's been a lot of fun so far. Yeah, for sure. And, and just talk about, you know, obviously, you know, having a chance to, you know, be a part of college athletics. And where do you think, um, you know, where do you see college athletics changing? You know, obviously um, with the, partnership and sponsorships and all that is has been a issue that has you know been continuous but talk about you know this the growth of college athletics of bringing more athletes into that game and where do you see that headed in the where in the future I mean I I I, I know it's going to continue to grow businesses are going to continue to be um brought into different organizations, whether it's a sponsorship, whether it's, you know, advertisements, whether it's, you know, getting on podcasts, looking at the facilities. I think a lot of that um, will continue to be, to grow and, and be a part of collegiate athletics. Um, I also think just kind of opening the air to bringing more people in is what athletics is going to continue happening you know you you always have the fans but you always want to show and demonstrate what the culture of your team or your values and core mission you know I don't know it's uh it's definitely it's definitely hard to brand your team in a way that fans want to continue to be a part of and I think that's where different sponsorships and the fan base increases with uh learning who the team is yeah for sure and the facility aspect is huge i mean the the in a stadium in arena experience is huge because especially on the college level it may not be obviously it's more affordable than maybe a professional aspect so how important is the in stadium experience or interview experience when it comes to college athletics and getting you know, not only the college aspect of it, but just getting more fans to come out to those live sporting events. Oh, I think I think it's huge. I think, you know, you can look at how basketball is ran and, and how football is ran and, and baseball is right behind them with that. Um, the fan cam, different, you know, advertisement, fun little games, um, just all that stuff to really increase fan awareness and fan attendance. Um comes from keeping the game fun, you know, the game within the game. Um, that that kind of stuff is, you know, my favorite part of it is how, how do you create this experience where the fans want to keep coming back or want to keep following the team and keep learning, you know, how 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 is the team doing? What are you guys doing? You know, and, 
and to kind of go back to the social media part that's that's another aspect that you know can be utilized with that for sure and do you guys utilize the social media channels to help promote uh the college athletic scene I hope so that's kind of my job <laughs> um <laughs> I think you know obviously it 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 was great um I'm going into next season already having a lot more ideas and it being my first season at Charleston, you know, I was kind of learning the ropes and just really, really figuring out what Charleston's brand was. But um, I think overall it was great. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited to, you know, continue utilizing social media. We created a TikTok account. Um, nice. <laughs> we, uh, we, you know, just utilized all platforms in any way we could um, while trying to portray the player, the players, the coaches, the program kind of thing. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned TikTok because I think, you know, TikTok at first, you know, at first it was interesting. I I held back on TikTok for a while, but I think I think we it's safe to say that TikTok is is not just a trend anymore. I think it's here to stay and and for those uh teams and leagues to definitely get on that because it is definitely here to stay and a lot of people are do so much with video. They get their players involved. It's it's a really great platform because you can bring, you know, those short videos into, you know, just a short amount of time, and it really brings that aspect where, you know, where the where the fans can't be, you can bring the video, and it really creates that intimate atmosphere. Whether you know, a few years ago, that wasn't possible. Oh, I agree 100%. I think, uh, you know, especially during COVID, TikTok was kind of just becoming popular and it has blown it, blown up into this honestly really great use, resource for uh, sports teams, businesses, entrepreneurs, just anyone to really utilize. So, yeah, I we are on the TikTok train. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And any projects um... – that you're excited to bring you met you mentioned a lot of social media any other aspect that you're excited uh to bring to the baseball side of things uh for the upcoming baseball season at charleston yeah i think uh personally i really want to start utilizing some video more um i don't really have a lot of experience in it but you know i've i've been watching and learning and just like really uh trying to capture different things through video so I'm excited to start adding that, but um, really just portraying the the players um, in a in a positive, fun atmosphere is what I'm really looking forward to. We have a great group of guys. Um, we have a great coaching staff, and I think you know that's one of my favorite parts is making everyone look good. Yeah, that's huge, right? That's hey, that's the most important aspect, and. Uh, that's huge, and you want to make sure that uh, you know making making the players, the team look good is a good day, and you get a great view because you get to see you get to see the field and team and get a great view, right? For sure, yeah. So that is what I'm excited about. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, any final thoughts? Uh, any final advice uh, that we didn't touch on? I know we talked a lot about various things, which I know we could go on and on, uh, but any final thoughts here? Any final advice? Uh, no, I just, I really appreciate you taking the time uh, 
to to let me join this podcast and you know to any any female out there or anyone who has been injured or you know has had any sort of setback to kind of don't let don't let it get to you um and really just go for it um I think that is you know the best advice I received and the best advice that I give to anyone that is interested in going in baseball or you know may have had a setback and for whatever reason uh Brianna it was a pleasure I know you are just getting started and I'm excited to see uh where you go and yeah have fun this summer and I can't wait to see where you go I really appreciate that thank you again for having me Brianna it was a pleasure and yeah have a good evening thank you